1: 8:14 now. Um, I worked in high school at Firestone, and I would, as part of my job duties, have to blow out the the brakes on cars with asbestos filled. dust. It was just dust, asbestos dust, is all it was. And we were blowing it all over the place. And I had a uh, took pride in what I did, so I want to make sure I got every last bit. And I know I inhaled a lot of that, and I've had some breathing troubles later in my life. Y'all have heard me talk about that, and I always wondered. And I saw a lot of advertising on TV, and then I went with this these people, AsbestosClaims.Law, because of our guest, Justinian Lane, who's about to join us, who's known as JC, because with him it's not business, it's personal. And let me begin by introducing Justinian C. Lane. How you doing, JC? Hey,
0: I'm doing great, Tommy. How are you today?
1: I'm okay. Um, I, I told you know the story about with the brake dust and so forth, and, and how this is personal to you. And let's start there. You, th- this affected you personally, and that's why you started doing this, what, 10 years now?
0: Uh, about 12 years, I guess. 12 years, ago. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah.
1: Because you yeah, had my, family uh, members, right?
0: I did, yeah. My uh, my grandfather, was uh, he was in the Army and spent some time in World War II on some naval ships. And then he spent many years as a mechanic. And he died of an asbestos-related uh, cancer when I was probably 20, 21 years old, something like that, and no one in my family had any inkling that asbestos could have had anything to do with it because he'd been a lifelong smoker, and we just kind of forgot about it. And a few years later, about six years later, my grandmother passed away of lung cancer, and she had also been a smoker, but she'd also washed his clothes a lot, and she herself worked in a factory that had ovens enslaved with asbestos. And again, we had no idea asbestos could have been related. I didn't find that out until after I was in law school.
1: I, my father was a heavy smoker in the Navy um, at 16 years old, and uh, I wonder if he had not been exposed to some of this because he had a lot of breathing troubles in his life as well. I know it can get very complicated, but you know this like nobody else. Can you explain what asbestos actually is and why it is so dangerous to people and even, like you're saying, family members that wash the clothing, et cetera?
0: Sure. Uh, as, asbestos is, a, is the name that we've given to a group of six minerals, and one of the things the minerals have in common is that they break down uh, into very, very tiny fibers. They'll split apart into microscopic fibers, and when you breathe these fibers in, your body can't process them. Normally, you know, your immune system will flush out anything you breathe in that you're not supposed to. But the white blood cells that are supposed to clear everything out actually get damaged by these asbestos fibers. And over time, that can lead to scarring that can turn into cancer. And no one would have any idea of breathing this stuff in because it takes a minimum of 10 years before you'll develop an illness after breathing asbestos in.
1: I've been tested, and I'm waiting on the results. And mm-hmm. be interesting to see. But, JC, I can remember what this stuff tastes like, actually, uh, after all of these years. And... Um, I'm glad I got tested. When, when did, and look, when, when I was working with Firestone, I don't think they tried to hurt me. I don't think they knew this was dangerous. When did the industry start using it, and where were people likely exposed besides people like myself and your dad and my dad, auto mechanics?
0: Sure. Um, the, the industry itself, the big manufacturers, they, they knew as early as the, the mid-1930s how, how bad their products were, but they managed to cover that up for a few decades. So people were working around it and had no idea. And as I've kind of come to find out, the 20th century was it was pretty much built on asbestos. I mean, it was in everything. Uh, but up to the mid 50s, any insulated wire, like on a, a toaster, a or hairdryer, or whatever, that would have had asbestos. They would have had it inside TVs, inside radios. They used it for thousands of different uses, and people often had no idea it was there. So it was basically it was about as common in the 50s and 60s as plastic is today.
1: And and when there is, uh, they find asbestos and it has to be removed, there are a lot of precautions taken. And I just find that so strikingly different than me blowing the brake dust all over the place, right?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And um, I've actually I thought of you because I've seen a, a video that the EPA put out in the, in the early 80s called uh, Don't Blow It. And it specifically shows guys using compressed air to blow up brake drums. I mean, I know you did that. Yeah. My grandfather did that. When I was a teenager, I did that. I mean, you just, that's how you cleaned them out. But no one bothered to tell regular people, hey, you don't want to breed this stuff.
1: And, you know, I was, uh, you know, making sure I was doing it. As, I wanted to get a bit out of there, leaning in and everything yep. else. Um Let me take a quick break, J.C., and we come back. We'll talk about the diseases that are directly known today to be the result of asbestos exposure and then how people can get compensation all that. We're talking to Justinian C. Lane, an asbestos attorney. You've seen this all over the television, and and, uh, you wonder maybe it involves you, maybe it doesn't. Even if you uh, have cancer, uh, it could be asbestos that got you sick and not the smoking, although you shouldn't be smoking. 819, back in a flash, WWL. A22 Tommy Tucker WWL talking to JC Justinian C Lane with Asbestos Laws uh, Asbestos Claims.law he's an asbestos attorney that's all he does and he's been doing it for about 12 years. Somebody texted in JC about um, roofing. Lots of the old roofs were asbestos we used to cut pieces to fit. It was a big thing after Katrina. So should something like that be tested?
0: Now, the typical amount of time that it takes before an illness would show up from asbestos would be a minimum of 10 to 15 years. Oh, okay. So somebody who worked around it with Katrina, they might be coming up at the point where it might show up, but it still could be later. It's, it's Surprisingly enough, it, it's not uncommon for it to take up to 50 years for illnesses to show up.
1: It is insidious. So what are some of the diseases that we know today are directly related to asbestos exposure?
0: Sure. Uh, mesothelioma is a, a type of cancer that's caused almost exclusively by mesothelioma or by exposure to asbestos. Then there's also lung cancer, which can be caused by lots of things, including asbestos. Uh, throat cancer, colon cancer, stomach cancer, those have all been linked to asbestos exposure. And then there's some breathing diseases like asbestosis, which you could probably guess by the name is only caused mm-hmm. by asbestos.
1: Um... Would you necessarily know that you have this, or if you're suspecting, like I was with breathing trouble, I mean, I I guess if you've been exposed to it, the best thing is to be tested?
0: Yeah, absolutely. uh, There's a lot of folks who the symptoms you wouldn't be able to tell, you you know, with people age, you just don't, your lung capacity isn't what it was when you were 18, but you can't tell Is that because of asbestos or is that because of aging? And our testing can kind of find that out and figure out what your issues are.
1: I know a lot of people are hesitant. You know, I said earlier, I don't blame Firestone for this. I don't think they knew. I don't think they would have purposely, you know, this is pre the time you're talking about with with the EPA and all that stuff, for whomever put the video out. But the money that is available does not hurt the, the employer or the workers that work at the place or anything like that, right?
0: Not at all. The, the companies that manufactured the asbestos products, those are the ones that hit the dangers. They had insurance policies for selling defective products. And over time, Asbestos Trust got set up with about $30 billion worth of money. It's mostly insurance proceeds and other money that was set aside specifically for sick people. So no one's going to get fired or lose their job or have their stock value drop or anything like that when these claims get filed. The money's just set aside and is waiting for people who are sick.
1: To, to be tested is as easy as just, for the most part, starting with a chest X-ray?
0: That's right. That's. Uh, asbestos uh, diseases are typically diagnosed first with a chest X-ray, and sometimes if something shows up, you might have to get a CAT scan, but typically it's just a chest X-ray.
1: Uh, and I'm awaiting the results. So I guess you just got into this because, J.C., of your family? Or how did you get involved with asbestos? Because when I, when I dig into the layers of this, pardon the the reference, but, man, this is a very complicated field. What
0: it you? really is. Yeah, um, I when I was in law school, um, my first year, you, you go get a job in the summer working for a law firm, and it just lucked out that the firm that I worked for uh, did asbestos and some other stuff, and they let me spend some time in the asbestos area and I just kept getting more and more and more interested in it because it's just such an interesting story, and it affected so many people.
1: Somebody texted in, if, if somebody has a parent who died from cancer, um, is there any way, and that's that's a shame, if somebody went through a, um, a, a hard time and, and didn't know it, uh, I guess, is there any way post-mortem to determine this or, or parent or exposure and, or not?
0: Um, if the, if the deceased parents had left behind a chest Mm X-ray, the evidence would be there on the chest X-ray. So from time to time, that exact situation happens and we're able to pull out an X-ray and we can see, yep, this was, this was asbestos related illnesses and the, the trusts accommodate if somebody is deceased and they understand you can't make them do some of the other testing. So we can, we can often
1: help. Okay. Um, okay. My dad died recently, first had bladder cancer like 12 years ago, and then a few years ago got pancreatic cancer and lung cancer. Has asbestos been known to, um, I guess, cause other types of cancers?
0: Some people in the medical arena are linking uh, asbestos to other kinds of cancer. I've heard it linked to kidney cancer and even brain cancer, but all of science isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be another couple decades before they're able to make that link or, or not.
1: When it comes to exposure, what kind of jobs would people had to have had or or been involved with or maybe their loved ones, and then they came home and washed the clothes? What kind of industries are we talking about here?
0: I'd say pretty much anything that was a blue-collar job, anything from, you know, mechanic to drywall to paint. In the 70s, lots of different kinds of paint had asbestos mixed in it. If if it was a job that, yeah, if it was blue-collar and you worked in the 60s or 70s, uh, you probably were exposed to asbestos.
1: And, again, you shouldn't be smoking, but if somebody has been diagnosed with lung cancer or is a smoker or was smoking at the time, they shouldn't necessarily think that it was the smoking that caused the lung cancer, and the doctor may not have picked up on the fact that it was, in fact, asbestos-related?
0: Right, see doctors don't usually care how you got the cancer, they just care that you have cancer. Mm-hmm. And as science has kind of come out over the years, it's shown that if you were around asbestos, you're about five times more likely to get lung cancer than somebody who isn't. If you're a smoker, you're about 10 times more likely. But if you were a smoker who was around asbestos, you're 50 times to 90 times, so kind of the range, more likely to have gotten lung cancer. So if somebody was a smoker, and they got uh, lung cancer working around asbestos. It's it's a pretty good chance asbestos contributed to that in, in a big in a big way.
1: And, and it's not a cumbersome thing if somebody goes to asbestosclaims. dot law as did I. It's been very easy for me. You're not talking about uh, a lot of uh, preparation or documents or anything like that. It's pretty turnkey, is it not?
0: The only thing we really ask people to tell us uh, is where they worked, put them around asbestos. We we take care of the rest. So if you can remember where you worked, that's all we need.
1: Any final thoughts, JC?
0: Other than I just want people to understand that asbestos is, is still out there. It's still killing people, and it's going to be with us for a long time. So please take precautions if you're doing anything with home remodeling or auto repair with an older vehicle or building.
1: Thank you, JC. I appreciate your time and your efforts. I really do. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Thanks, Todd. Justinian C. Lane, asbestos attorney. It's asbestosclaims.law. Um, today, you can second-guess with Bobby Abraham and Mike you live in the Silver Slipper Casino, your host on the coast. They're going to analyze the winners and losers in the weekend NFL Super Wild Card Games, who won, who lost, and why. And they're going to talk to... Saints football player Pat Swilling, number 56, legendary Saints linebacker from 86 to 92, member of the Dome Patrol. And at 7 o'clock tonight, final Super Wild Card matchup of the weekend. Cowboys at Buccaneers pregame 7 o'clock. Kickoff 715 on WWLAMFM.com and always live and free on the Odyssey app 8:30. Time for WWL First News, JP Morell. When we come back, here now, Ian Ozan.